At University of Virginia Health System, we're for bringing advanced care closer to home. So we're bringing health knowledge directly to you with UVA Health System Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Many people associate palliative care with end-of-life care, but it can help a much wider array of patients. My guest today is Dr. Leslie Blackhall. She's board certified in internal medicine along with hospice and palliative medicine at UVA Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Blackhall. I'd like to ask you to begin by describing what palliative care is and what it's designed to do. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Um, I think, in a way, the best way that I can used to tell you what palliative care is to describe is to describe what I do. I work along with my colleagues here at University of Virginia with people with serious illnesses like cancer, heart disease, emphysema and help improve their quality of life. So to give you an example, I work in the cancer center. This this is one of one of the places I work with patients with cancer at any stage of illness, including those who've been cured of their cancer or undergoing curative therapy or those who have more advanced and serious illnesses, uh, serious cancers, and work with them to help them with pain control, control of symptoms related to the cancer, but also side effects of the treatment, like nerve damage in the feet, fatigue, nausea. And, and we work together alongside the oncologist to help patients tolerate their treatments better or to help them get their lives back after they've completed treatment or in people who have incurable cancer but may live for very long with those cancers, as people do now, to help them be as functional as possible and to have as normal a life as possible. And I think in general, that's the goal of palliative care, to work with people who have serious illnesses, to work alongside their their doctors who treat those illnesses and help improve their function, their quality of life, and their ability to really lead a normal a life as possible um, with their illnesses. So people hear the word hospice and they hear palliative and they think they are the same thing and that if someone is involved in palliative care, and as you've explained, but that it means that they are now near the end of their life, please explain the difference. The difference is that hospice, I mean, I think the actually the most accurate way to think about hospice is the insurance benefit that provides certain types of care for people in the last months of life. To be eligible for hospice, you have to have six months to live. And in general, most people are on hospice for a much shorter period of time, usually because there's no further treatment for, say, their cancer or their heart disease, and their goal is to remain at home and have their symptoms treated. I see patients for years and years, some of whom have been cured of their cancer. So while both hospice and palliative care focus on symptom management and improving quality of life for patients, palliative care doesn't have the restrictions of short life expectancy or um, that the patient has given up treatment for their cancer or heart disease or, or whatever it is. So I do take care of patients on hospice, but that's a small percentage of actually what I do. And can, if someone is involved in palliative care, can they continue treatment too? As you say, they can be cured of their cancer or in remission and still get palliative care. Some people are afraid that if they sign up for palliative care, it means that they are no longer going to be treated by their doctor and no longer going to be able to get restorative care. 
Well, uh, that's a great question, but absolutely, uh, we work, absolutely patients do not need to sign up to see me. They don't need to give up any other type of care. In fact, the oncologists I work with consult with me in the hopes that I'll work alongside with them and help their patients tolerate their treatment better. For example, people getting radiation for an illness like head and neck cancer, it can be a very hard treatment to tolerate. It causes problems with swallowing, with pain in the neck, and um, and depending on the type of treatment, nerve damage in their feet or severe fatigue. Some of those people who need to undergo therapy for seven weeks wouldn't make it through their treatment unless we worked alongside of our oncologic colleagues to help them tolerate the treatment well enough by controlling their pain, by helping them with problems eating, by working with other professionals like dietitians and social workers and things like that to help people, you know, sort of continue to to tolerate the treatment that may even cure them. And then once they've completed that treatment, there's often some lingering side effects that people need help with. And so I see our job is to work that side of the aisle while freeing up the oncologist's time to focus on disease-specific treatment for the cancer itself. So when we speak of palliative care, what does that even mean as far as actual treatments, Dr. Blackhall? Are we talking about psychological support and nutritional advice and dietary information, medication, pain management? Explain really what it means. Well, I'd say all of the above. So whether I see the patient in the hospital or in the clinic, over in cardiology or in the cancer center, essentially what I'm trying to do, I mean, one of the questions I often ask people is, what is it that you're having trouble doing that's important to you in your life and what's making it difficult for you to do that? Sometimes the treatment people are undergoing is making them so fatigued that they just, they, you know, they're They can't get out of bed hardly, and that's making them depressed. They can't enjoy their time. And then we focus on sort of a a holistic assessment of is it the chemotherapy, is it anemia, is it some, you know, sleep disorder and other problems. Sometimes, and and the treatments might include referrals to physical therapy, uh, uh, medications to help with sleep, or other medications to improve focus and concentration, Um, sometimes people have become very depressed or anxious, and then I'll work with the psychologist and the social workers and people like that and and occasionally prescribe medication. Often it is pain. They have, you know, people with cancer or heart disease or other, other serious illnesses often suffer quite a lot of pain, either as a result of the treatments or because of the underlying disease itself. And then our job is to be really good at trying to treat people's pain without making them have a lot of side effects from treatment and without having those medications interfere with their other, uh, you know, other drug interactions or interactions with the treatment of whatever their underlying disease is. So that's, uh, in a, you know, to take three symptoms like that or people who are having trouble eating, you know, um, either with their appetite or they're nauseated or whatever to try to determine what the underlying cause of the nausea is and and then treat that effectively. So that's, I would say, that's that's our focus. When we go in, you know, I always say that when the oncologist is looking at the tumor, how to shrink it, and obviously my oncologic 
colleagues care very much about the whole patient. But my job is to look at the patient and their symptoms in the same way. Maybe the oncologist looks at the CAT scan or the cardiologist looks at the um, uh, cardiac ultrasound and try to look at what are the what are the things that are keeping people from actually leading their lives? You know, people nowadays live very long lives despite having chronic illnesses. But what we we feel focus on is trying to make sure they can really live those lives, that those lives are full of what they want to do so that they're not sort of stuck at home, um, you know, feeling suffering from so many symptoms that they can't enjoy the time that medical treatments are bringing them. Wow, how beautifully put. I applaud all the great work that you do, Dr. Blackhall. UVA was recently named one of 11 palliative care leadership centers. Can you just tell us what that means? Yes. Um, We were named a palliative care leadership center because of our work in outpatient palliative care, meaning in the clinic setting. And, you know, in the past, a lot of palliative care has been done when people are in crisis in the hospital. So the cancer patient who comes in with pain completely out of control, or the heart failure patient who's having trouble breathing and having a lot of life problems related to their heart failure, or, you know, the emphysema patient who chronically is having trouble managing at home. And, but, you know, the problem is once people get discharged, how do we continue to follow them up? Or even more importantly, how do we work with these patients before they end up in the hospital to prevent them from having to go to the ER where nobody wants to go, let's face it, um, to get treatment. And so we uh, here at UVA, in fact, when I came in 2001, we started an outpatient clinic in the cancer center. It was one of the earlier ones, and we now have one of the larger outpatient programs, which we've had many grants and awards to expand. So what it means for us to be a National Palliative Care Leadership Center is that other programs that wish to develop similar projects will be coming to us or one of the other 11 sites to be trained in how to do this. That is absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much for being with us. What great information. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio, and for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.